0: for fans podcast the podcast from movie fans for movie fans i am your host ryan Dunleavy, joined as always by my co-host rob dunham in the same room
1: across from each other
0: across from each other yes yes we are trying this to see if this works and we're uh we're working on different video angles and cameras and and all of that to see to see how this how this plays out but uh yeah we're here in person talking about movies yet again uh you ready for this yeah excellent 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 uh so we got a great show in store uh we're gonna be talking about uh of course the box office uh the oscar nominations came out this week so we're gonna be getting into the oscar nominations uh we'll have a lot more coverage on that coming up but uh, our discussion for the week is going to be an early 2023 box office preview. Movies that are going to be coming out in the early part of 2023. And of course, we have our watch list. Are you ready, Rob?
1: I am so ready. <laughs>
0: All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So first up on the box office front uh, for the what is sixth straight week, Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, came out tops 20.1 million you're seeing that number slowly come down uh for avatar and is close to uh the 600 million dollar market will obviously is, will have passed it by now because uh, this was from last weekend uh puss in boots uh 11.8 those two have been cemented in the top two spots megan uh In its third week, did nine point seven, has a total of 73.2 million dollars. Missing in its debut week, 9.2. And a man called Otto with 8.8 million for a total of $35.1 million. All right, Rob, what do you think?
1: I don't think there's a whole lot there that's surprising.
0: <laughs> there really isn't. What do you make of the number for Missing?
1: The, the only thing I would say that might be a little surprising for me is that Missing was not higher than Megan. Mm. But Megan has done very well. So,
0: Yeah, I've seen maybe one trailer for Missing, and I mm-hmm. think it was in the theater before I watched something else. It might have been a man called Otto. Uh So... I can't be terribly shocked at the results of that given the total lack of advertising mm-hmm. on that front. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think nothing here is particularly shocking nor um, amazing. Uh, what do you think about the the number for avatar? It keeps coming down each week. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it makes it uh, towards the, the, Top Gun Maverick level in domestic box office? Well, I,
1: I don't think we're talking about a billion dollar movie domestically. Probably maybe 750, 800. Yeah. I don't know. It depends on how long we hold on to it <laughs> in the box office, I guess.
0: And it's probably going to get a boost from its Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. So people who didn't get to see it will probably go back to see it. All those movies that are nominated always get a little bit of a bump. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they come back out in theaters so that everyone who missed them gets a chance to see them yeah. in the box office. So we'll see. Um The question is, it's like, I think at this point, Top Gun just kind of cruised at like the 8 mm-hmm. to $10 million mark every week for like seemingly months.
1: Yeah.
0: Um So we'll see if that's the similar pattern for Avatar. Yeah.
1: So I, I just, I don't, I don't feel it'll be the same, but. I don't either. We'll see.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's got the long tail. Mm-hmm. but top gun maverick will have uh but who, who knows i mean you know we'll see if it for some reason hangs on the box office through the oscars and then happens to you know win then maybe it gets a continues getting to boost i don't know i think I part of it too there.
1: is the uh, special formats mm-hmm. aren't gonna stay that's true holding it as long because they move on to other movies so yeah um i think you'll see it start to slide a little bit because of that too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point because it's not going to hang around IMAX forever. Mm-hmm. There will be another IMAX movie. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a minute. It's not going to be that long yeah. from now. Yeah. <laughs> um anything else on the last week's Box Office Results?
1: Not really. I am just not very surprised by any of it. So
0: yeah, for sure. Uh so we have two real movies of that are gonna be out, have a somewhat wide release uh one has a little bit of special circumstances but the first one is infinity pool and this uh this one stars alexander uh skarsgard who of the Northmen fame if you were not familiar with that and mia goth and it is james and m foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the tropical island of lak soika i didn't say that right When a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. So you have kind of a vacation horror film uh, here. And the second one is uh, Left Behind, uh, Rise of the Antichrist. And this stars uh, Kevin Sorbo, Mary Armstrong, Mark Bellamy, uh Corbin Bernson is in this one uh so a number of those actors and this is the story of um the only light after the world falls into chaos is a charming new leader who rises to the head of the UN but does he bring hope for a better future or is this the end of the world this is kind of a relaunch of the Left Behind series obviously the very popular books uh, and then there was a couple of movies made I'm going to say early 2000s mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so this is kind of a relaunch for that one. Now, with this one, it's only in theaters this weekend. It's in theaters mm-hmm. uh, this weekend only. And then it's out. Uh, so if you want to see this one, get to it this weekend. Don't
1: get left behind. <laughs> in your yeah. Now.
0: Do not get left behind. Get your tickets now. No. All right. What do, what do you make of the two the two entrants this week?
1: Um, yeah, I'm much more interested in infinity pool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes me a bad Christian. <laughs> probably <don't>. uh, <laughs> the movies from the original look for not very good. Yeah. So I don't anticipate this being um, much better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: not not great source material for the movie in my
0: Yeah. Uh... I I I don't have a care to see either one in particular. Um, if you told me like you've got to go see one of these two movies, I would go see Left Behind just because I'm not particularly a horror fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably where it would be. But I I can't say I'm overly enthusiastic about uh the quality of the new Left Behind movie. Um, I will say that the Christian film industry has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, There was a pretty low bar to clear on terms of that, but it has gotten better. Uh, We'll see if that continues, but I don't necessarily hold out. Uh, Tremendous hope for that one. Uh, I think that's kind of all we've got to say about the box office this week. Anything on an infinity pool?
1: Uh, It sounds like it goes on forever.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. Got to get one of those. Uh All Uh, yeah, it seems like uh, what, what's your call in the box office for this one? Because it's fairly nondescript horror movie, but they have horror movies have been doing well. What would you guess for?
1: I mean, uh, also Alexander Skarsgard. Yeah. It. Um, I, I would say like fifteen million.
0: Okay. I would go somewhere around the eight to
1: nine million
0: because I just don't know if anyone knows about it. <laughs> I, I
1: honestly did not know about it. Yeah. Now I talk about movies for I know an hour every week.
0: Yeah, there's, yeah, it's amazing.
1: Uh, there's a lot
0: of movies out there, and we never have any clue what's coming sometimes. Mm-hmm. And
1: that's why we're going to do a preview of the movies coming out at the beginning of 2023. That is a
0: great segue, yeah. sir. That yeah. is a great segue. Yeah. Yes. So, so now we're we
1: we are moving on from
0: the box office and uh, the nominations. Um, for the 2023 Oscars have come out. Mm -hmm. So before we get to our discussion on the new Mm -hmm. movies, let's talk about the Oscars. Um, So the nominations were revealed this past week, and we'll go over we'll hit um, Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Director. And then we'll maybe pick one or two other um, nominations that we liked or that we want to highlight that way. Because there's a lot of categories. Mm -hmm. We're not going to go over all. And most people don't care about, most of them, so. Uh, Now let's go straight to the nominations. Um, Best Picture, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisharan, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking interesting array of movies Mm -hmm. this is one of the more interesting uh best picture nominations that we've seen in years uh it's it's been a while since we've had very popular movies get nominated for best picture
1: uh
0: what what do you make of the best picture nominations
1: well based on how these things work and how much i know about the movies The triangle of sadness will win you
0: know, right
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> usually you pick out the least known movie and the movie that hits certain demographics and then you know that's your that's your movie that's going to win
1: yeah i kind of i looking at it i think there is a definitely an argument we talked about this last week for top gun maverick mm-hmm. to be strongly considered but I, I think just in a broad view, looking at all of these, that I would not be surprised if The fablemans wins, wins Steven Spielberg just because it's Steven Spielberg and it's kind of in a semi-autobiographical movie. Yeah, give him the a lifetime achievement award been as it were. For a while, so I could see that for those reasons.
0: Yeah, it's interesting with The Fablemans because almost nobody saw this movie. Like, nobody went to see it. I
1: still haven't seen it. I want to see it. Yeah, yeah it
0: went, it. it got... You know, kind of got all this critical hype and then nobody went to see it. I don't know how much that has to do with marketing or anything. But yeah, that one's interesting. But what's rare about this is you have popular movies nominated. Avatar was nominated. Top Gun Maverick nominated. Really, really interesting on that front. Elvis Mm. was nominated. Um, It's been a while um and especially the action yeah. action type out of movie.
1: those three i kind of feel like avatar is, doesn't belong i agree yeah
0: yeah I, I agree i
1: don't think it's worthy of being nominated for the best for sure no no
0: definitely not i it wasn't good enough and there were like we talked at length about my issues with the story of of this and i yeah i don't necessarily think it belongs i think it's yeah what do you make of that why do you think it was nominated
1: I don't know if it's like a gross overreaction to the fact that they've kind of excluded Mm. popular movies. Now they're like, well, we're not excluding the most popular movie. Are you happy now?
0: (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Do you think they give it to one of the unknown indie films that nobody's seen anyway or does the nomination of those three movies indicate to you that there's a chance one of them actually wins right. it? i think
1: it's possible any of them could win it so
0: okay. i've heard
1: the one i'm most intrigued about to watch that i haven't watched yet is tar because mm-hmm. i've heard really good things about that and some musical movie so mm-hmm. um i'm very interested to check that one out
0: yeah i'm interested in the banshees in a sharon mm-hmm. uh i might it's actually in uh penn cinema near us right now uh mm-hmm. so i'm i might actually see if i can go see that one this weekend uh so we'll see but we did say that this year we would try to watch all of mm-hmm. the nominations and so we're going to try and divide that list up and uh and give you some coverage on all of them you i mean, think...
1: if you have a regal near you they're giving you the opportunity march 3rd through 12th there yes Showing all the movies yes. that are nominated for Best
0: Picture. Yep. So if you have a Regal movie, especially if you have a Regal Club uh, Unlimited membership, then this is a great time for you to check out all of them. Um, where's I gonna go with that? Yeah, I think. I don't. I don't remember where I was gonna go. So whatever, we'll move on from
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is, if you don't, even if you don't have a membership, they're mm. only six dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a piece. Yeah, show, yeah, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, so they're they're more affordable and it's a great time to check out some of those movies. Uh, One thing we'll try to do when we rate them is we'll try to go through the list and say these are the ones to watch and these are ones not to watch. Uh, Because if uh, if one of us can spare you from having to watch an interminable movie that nobody actually (laughs) wants to watch, that's been nominated for Best Picture, like is often the case. Uh, then hopefully we can do that. So we'll, we'll put some watchability. We'll give you a list of which ones you are you should check out and which ones it's okay to just yeah. let slide. Uh, all right, so the next one, best director. Best director, Martin McDonough from uh, the Banshees of Inisharan, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar. And Ruben Ostland for the Triangle of Sadness. So all of your directors had their pictures nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, not terribly surprising. If you make one of the best movies, there's a good chance the director had something to do with it. Uh, do you think we see a uh a split between director and best picture, or is it probably gonna go the same way?
1: I think I could actually I think there actually could be a split. Yeah. This year, which is mm-hmm. not um usual. Yeah. But I could because I think that um I, I really do feel like everything everywhere all at once with Daniels is gonna be mm-hmm. um if it doesn't win, it'll be very close. I think for the um, director.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I think everywhere all at once will win one of the major awards. Um which one i'm not 100 sure and we'll get into it more once we get closer to the oscars but yeah interesting field there um next one best lead actor we have austin butler from elvis colin farrell from the banshees of in brendan frazier from the whale paul meskel from aftersun and bill nighy in living um I can say I've never heard of two of these movies, <laughs> so I have absolutely no idea how uh, *After Sun* is living and uh, what type of performances those were. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, other than Paul Men- Mescal, I have heard of every single one of these mm-hmm. actors, so that's interesting. Um, what do you make of the best actor?
1: So uh, Brendan Fraser is going to get a lot of. Mm-hmm. Push, but I don't know if he's going to win but um, his story if you have a chance to look into it is pretty intense and rough and he has the opportunity now you know it could be a very big moment Mm -hmm. I think if he were to win and I don't know if that's enough for them to vote for him to win the award but and I haven't seen the whale yet I want to see it but I've heard it's really moving and powerful performance and he did give a very emotional speech at the critics choice awards, which he won mm-hmm. the best actor for, um, and that, but I do, I, I I've watched it again the other night. And I think that Austin Butler is very deserving of a, an Oscar for Elvis. I
0: think he, I think he is by far the biggest front runner on this one. I really do. I think he's a huge front runner. Um, I think that because Austin Butler is a big front runner, that that may hurt Elvis in the other categories. Um, but yeah, I think that's where I think it stands. All right. Lead actress, Kate Blanchett from Tar, Anna Armas from Blonde, uh, Andrea Riseborough in Two Leslie, Michelle Williams from Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. All right.
1: So, in my opinion, this should be Michelle Yeoh without a doubt, but I kind of feel like it won't be. (laughs) Mm. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Because I I think that they'll... This is a a category I see them trying to be a little too cute Mm. with it. Because I think that like, when you watch that movie and her performance, it's pretty obvious that, in my opinion, that you can't have a much better performance than that. Yeah. That she just has the whole range of emotion mm-hmm. in that movie. It's the definition of acting.
0: Yeah. For me. Yeah, I would agree she's the front runner here. Um, one of the problems with the Oscars is it always seems like Hollywood's trying to get messages across rather than just deciding who's the best in performance. Um, I think that may help her, Michelle Yeoh, in this one. Um, and it may hurt Daniel Kwan in director. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, this could go any way. This could go any way, I think. But I do think she's the favorite mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, so what about the other categories? Anything that stands out to you? Anything you want to highlight?
1: Um, Kihei Kwan, everything we're all at once for best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's pretty much gotten some universal acclaim for his performance. And that is his comeback after being in Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom and not doing anything for 40 years
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah so, I, I i hope that he wins because i feel like he deserves that mm-hmm. also
0: uh i'm going to point out that roger deakins is back up for best cinematographer because he is just absolutely the best in his field uh for a movie empire of light i have not seen empire of light mm-hmm. but now that i know roger deakins is attached to it i'm uh i'm definitely gonna see if i can check that out somewhere uh anything else
1: Um, Best film editing, I think Elvis and Everything Everywhere All at Once are both Mm. pretty solid Mm -hmm. choices in that category from what I've seen watching the movies more than once.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think visual effects, uh, it's going to go to uh, either Top Gun, Maverick, or All Quiet on the Western Front. And yeah. Yeah. I, are you surprised that uh, Pinocchio did not get more nominations? Given uh, it was nominated for some mm-hmm. of the other awards, for even Best Picture.
1: Yeah, um, I wasn't necessarily surprised. I mean, animation is—it's hard to crack into that mm-hmm. um, top film category when it comes to the Oscars. Yeah, but I really do hope that it wins the Best Animated um, Film because it was. It was a, a cut above most animated movies, in my opinion,
0: after seeing it. Yeah, I actually just started watching that and got maybe 10 minutes into mm-hmm. it and had to stop, but I I intend on watching it over the next day or so. So, yeah. All right. So that's uh, that's your Oscar nominations. And just a reminder, as Rob said, that Regal will be showing them all from March 3rd through March 12th, six bucks. Or uh, if you have the unlimited pass, that's uh, that's something else. Uh, but always check out your local theaters because I know we have some independent theaters around us that are showing some of them now. So you can go see some of them and a few of them are still in the box office. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure you check that out. Okay, so let's move on to our discussion item. And so this week, we're going to give you a little bit of a preview of what's to come in the box office in 2023. Uh, So how this will work is we'll go over some of the big movies each month Uh, up until Labor Day. So we'll stop just before Labor Day weekend uh, because Labor Day weekend is kind of the kickoff of the summer movie season. So we'll do a different preview for that. So everything coming up between now and Labor Day weekend. And let me tell you, it's a pretty good start to the year. There's a lot of stuff on there. Any uh, broader thoughts on the the box office coming up here?
1: Uh, Just that I'm excited to see more new movies.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And... So here's, here's a, oh man, I did not, did I leave you the, I don't think I put the uh, link in there, did I? No, oh, I've
1: got, I've got my own list up here. so Okay. Good.
0: All right. Uh, so February, coming out in February, uh, we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quadro, quad, Quantumania. Yes. That's a difficult word to pronounce. Quantumania comes out February 17th. Uh, that's one of the big releases from February. What else you got?
1: uh february 3rd knock at the cabin Mm -hmm. which is uh based on a book called the cabin at the end of the world Mm -hmm. and it's being adapted by m night yeah so he's kind of been up and down and (laughs) you know it's hard to know for sure how it's going to go but i'm very intrigued by this movie because uh dave batista is also starring it i think he's Mm -hmm. a pretty good actor yeah so i'm excited to see this um I've had some friends who have read the book and told me it was a good book. So okay. i interested in seeing
0: how it plays out on the screen. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how uh, we continue to unfold the next phase of Marvel. And we continue to wait for it to kind of come together. Uh, I've liked the Ant-Man movies. I think they're good. And they would be good movies standing on their own without the MCU. They're kind of a little bit different, Um Ant Man has kind of been on the fringes of the MCU, even though he's one of the characters, he's kind of out there on his own a little bit, and I think that has served the character in the movies well, in this case, and I think it actually sets them up well to do uh good things in this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that.
1: I think the most ridiculous movie that's coming out in February is Cocaine Bear. <laughs> yes, starring <laughs> Kerry Russell, Ray Liotta, and Ice Cube Jr. Yeah, o'shea Jackson Jr. About a bear who finds a brick of cocaine and becomes a homicidal maniac.
0: Yes, I yeah. saw the
1: trailer for this movie and I kind of thought this is an actual thing.
0: I think it was based on an actual story, but I don't think the bear went on to kill everybody. I think the bear just died. Mm-hmm. So not not quite as not quite as intriguing a story in that case. All right, so let's get to March. Uh, March is a pretty good month. Uh, Shazam the fury of the gods march 17th so we have shazam coming out the second one of that and john wick four on march 24th mm. uh any any you wanted to highlight from march
1: uh we also have scream six coming out march 10th if you're yep. into horror movies mm-hmm. and uh the most recent one came out the other year and i thought it was pretty good other than the fact that courtney cox looked like an actual plastic. <laughs> person and not a real
0: person anymore yeah that uh that hasn't gone so
1: well <laughs> um uh, creed 3 comes out third, yep. mm-hmm. and i thought that both of the first two of that series were pretty well done
0: i i like the first one i did not get around to seeing creed 2 i for whatever reason i'm just not a huge fan of michael b jordan mm-hmm. i just don't love him as an actor and so i was wasn't quite enough to get me to Watch Creed two yet, but I, I mean, should check it
1: Michael out. Michael B. Jordan's best performances in the new um Space Jam mm. when uh Bugs is, uh, or I think it's Daffy is hyping uh, up the entire locker room about Michael Jordan being there and yes. coming to give them a speech, and <laughs> the fog wave like comes over the locker room and there's strobe lights and then Michael B. Jordan walks in.
0: <laughs> it had to be done at some yeah, point, didn't yeah. it? It had to be done. <laughs> uh yeah. Anything else from March?
1: uh not really
0: i'm really looking forward to john wick i must say i've I've become a big fan of those movies and even though there's like i mean they're not going to win any screenwriting awards the the visualization and the elevation of the the action genre in them is great so i'm looking forward to that one uh interested to see what shazam 2 does and how that ends up connecting with anything Mm -hmm. that will be interesting uh, April, uh, the one that I thought about, highlight, April's kind of a light month, but uh, Evil Dead Rise on April 21st mm. is probably the highlight, I think, in that one. What else did you have for April?
1: I mean, the disrespect to Super Mario. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, there is another Super Mario coming Yeah, up.
1: I think the only thing I'm excited about with Super Mario is that Charlie Day is playing Luigi because mm. I think Charlie Day... It
0: seems like perfect luigi he does doesn't he? yeah 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 that character is going to have some personality that's for sure um i don't really have any i mean i'm if i'm bored i might go see the superman movie or superman that's a super mario brothers movie uh but not a whole lot for april that i'm I was sure really i'll be seeing with. the
1: super mario brothers movie because my kids will mm. want to see it so yeah
0: do your kids know about super mario
1: yes they do okay. they play nintendo so. okay Nice. Yeah, it's still
0: a thing. Yeah. Excellent. Uh May. And so we'll hit up the ones up until before uh Memorial Day weekend and we got a couple big ones. I did think
1: you said Labor Day weekend earlier, which is why did I was I, confused. Sorry, uh, like Memorial Day. September Memorial
0: <laughs> Day weekend. Prior to Memorial Day weekend cuz Memorial Day weekend is the start of summer movie season. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out May 5th. Uh, that's intriguing. Um, we'll see what happens there. And Fast Ten, May nineteenth. Mm. Uh, Any you want to highlight?
1: I mean, I kind of think with Guardians of the Galaxy and Fast Ten coming out, you kind of say that summer movie season actually starting in the beginning of that, Yeah, honestly. you
0: probably can with those movies. But traditionally, it's uh, Memorial Day weekend.
1: Another one that my kids will be wanting to see is The Little Mermaid which mm. comes out mm-hmm. uh, May twenty sixth. Yes, although that's a little past, but. I don't think, I don't really consider that like a, it's not like a Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah, it's not like
0: a big time. blockbuster release or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, May will be really interesting because um, you have two movies that are going to expect to draw big numbers at the box office. Um, so is there anyone on this list that you are most looking forward to? Uh,
1: I'm most, I'm probably most intrigued, like I said, by Knock at the Cabin. Mm-hmm um i really liked some of the nice movies and really not liked some so you know i i'm not sure what to expect but i'm hoping that it's good i'm also very excited by ant-man because mm-hmm. i've liked that character quite a bit mm-hmm. and i think shazam also is going to be pretty fun to watch yeah
0: See, so you you i had a separate question for most intrigued versus most looking mm-hmm. forward to but you just juxtapose them so yeah. it's all it's all going out the window it's all out of control <laughs> no that's good um i would say i would say i have uh i'm most looking forward to john wick 4 and guardians of the galaxy uh but i am most intrigued by uh two different movies that i didn't actually mention uh so far and one of them is 65 with adam driver and he thinks he's crash-landed on an alien planet. And he turns out he's just crash-landed on Earth 65 million years ago. Hmm. And he's got to figure out how to survive. Uh, so that's that I I'm intrigued by that. So I don't Planet know.
1: of the apes reverse.
0: Yeah, kind of. So I'm not entirely sure if it's gonna be good or not, but I'm intrigued. Uh so that one is interesting. And uh another one I'm intrigued with is um Bo is afraid. I'm intrigued by Bo is afraid. So first of all, 65 comes out on March 10th and Bo is afraid comes out April 21st. And this is uh, a decade spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. And this one uh, stars Joaquin Phoenix, Parker Posey. Um, I read a little bit of a preview of this one and they're like, yeah, we have literally no idea what this is going to be other than mm-hmm. it's going to be crazy. <laughs> so I, uh i'm intrigued by that i don't know if i'll go see it or if it'll be any good but i i'm interested walking phoenix is always ridiculous and always mm-hmm. really good um so if you're gonna put Joaquin phoenix in another crazy role color me intrigued yeah yeah uh awesome so that uh that covers our preview uh, nice. for the for the box office for the beginning part of the year a lot of good movies coming out i think this year is going to be more balanced in terms of good movies than uh than last year was uh so looking forward to it definitely sure. uh and now we will move to our watch list movies we've watched over the past week rob what'd you watch
1: so i watched uh, searching oh yes yes and did not bring back you
0: seriously come on man <laughs> I <to> go searching <laughs> there's a hole in my shelf over here <laughs> <because of you. laughs> um
1: and i i thought that it was very interesting take on filmmaking using mm-hmm. the medium the way they did yeah and like you said the question is can they expand that expand on that to make another movie using the same Tools, and I'm not sure,
0: yeah. I'm not sure either. It's it does have the uh the the feel of something that's a one and done, like once the trick is done, you're not going to be able to get more
1: out of it. But
0: missing is out, so
1: I also watched um Maleficent Mistress of Evil, which is like mm. a Maleficent movie okay, with my um, wife and kids, mm. because that was what was picked for a family movie night by my <laughs> daughter, I believe. Okay, and uh, it's a pretty decent movie, um. Out of the live action remakes that Disney have done, I think this one maybe makes more sense than some of the other ones. Mm -hmm. It granted because most of the characters are all human or like uh, magical creatures, so it's a little different than um, redoing a story about animals. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was pretty okay. And then I watched Elvis again Mm -hmm. last night, Mm -hmm. and I really liked the movie. Mm -hmm. Solid, nice, solid movie. And uh, as I pointed out as we were watching it, just I didn't realize some of the songs that he wrote and some of the depth in the lyrics that he wrote Mm -hmm. and some of the very direct antagonism from him towards people who did not like him in the lyrics. And honestly, it's like gave me a different feeling towards him than I had had before because I didn't really know that side of him as a person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I watched a couple movies this week. I watched uh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. And uh, as I've said, I've I've been following this uh, weekly movie challenge on Twitter. And uh, this past week's movie challenge was uh, watch a movie where the director and actor have uh, been have done at least three movies together. Hmm. And so I picked Wes Anderson and Bill Murray. And I've been wanting to rewatch Life Aquatic for a long time. I actually saw it when it came out in theaters. It was the first Wes Anderson movie I ever saw, and I didn't know what to make of it. Mm. And so now I thought, okay, it's time to go back to the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou after I now have an education in Wes Anderson. Um, And I wondered if I would feel differently about it. And the answer is... Yeah, kinda. (laughs) Uh, I was still, I still think it's one of the weaker Wes Anderson movies. Um, Like there's sometimes people have wondered, okay, what, what, what really happened here? Did the story actually go anywhere? That's the typical complaint about Wes Anderson. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times it's just about the journey he's taking you on and this one really is like a spoof of the classic uh, Jacques Cousteau nature mm-hmm. documentary is like what happens when it comes over the hill. Um, I just didn't I just didn't I, I thought it was fine and I enjoyed it and I got more of it this time than I did before. But I wouldn't say that I'm like overly enthusiastic about it or that it's like going to be a recommendation of mine. To I think people. this is
1: also the first Wes Anderson movie I saw and it made me love Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm.
0: So- so so, what what appealed to it for you? Because I, I was just like, okay, I, I don't hate it, I don't dislike it, but I wasn't so I was It overly felt drawn. So
1: different in that it, that there was somewhere it was going, but it it didn't have to mm-hmm. like go there right away. Like it was yeah. meandering, and mm-hmm. um, I'd never really seen a movie done like that that I liked. And I think it was because of the quality of the actors and their performances. Yeah. And, I think the writing is very funny, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I just I yeah. liked his whole aesthetic when it came <laughs> to showing the submarine, like as a cutaway. And yeah, they're doing everything. And yeah, all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. The symmetry and things that you know are his defined style. I
0: loved the style. The style of it was really good. I really did enjoy the style of it. It's just the rest of it. I was just okay with, and I mean that's fine. Like it doesn't have to be great um for me uh i've been re-watching through some of the star trek ones so i rewatched star trek first contact and this one i think is the most the one that is the best adaptation of star trek to the box office um it felt like a big movie um they had the borg in there and they were able to do a lot more with the borg make them a lot scarier make everything feel a lot more intense uh, because they had a much bigger budget. Mm-hmm. And, and that really showed up really, really well on, uh, on the big screen. And in in that particular movie, I think it's the best of the star Trek movies. And it was the one that I think landed the most uh, there's lots of humor in it. It was really, it took the best of the humor of like star Trek four when they go back to earth and they had kind of a similar element of storyline where they're back in the past. Uh, but with the added element of the Borg and the intrigue and the drama there, um, it really is a good movie. Um, the only complaint I kind of have is they didn't let you get to know the new ship enough. Mm. In the first movie, uh, the, the original enterprise, the one from the series blows up, like it gets destroyed and so they have a brand new enterprise. They don't spend that much time introducing you to the new
1: enterprise.
0: So that's my one
1: complaint about it. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah,
0: and the last one, uh, the Big Lebowski, just because
1: she it <laughs> ties the podcast together. As it
0: ties the podcast together. Yeah. Uh, it's so ridiculous and i so love it not enough people have seen it there's so many quotable lines in it. it is it is fantastic
1: and that's just like your opinion
0: man, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey man the dude abides <laughs> i don't know about you but i'd take comfort in that <laughs> so many good lines oh man but yeah yeah that was just one i got out for uh for fun and purposes on that nice. one, so. All right. You got anything else? I don't. Excellent. Well, that is the show. Thanks for watching Film for Fans podcast. I hope that you are enjoying that. Make sure you check out filmforfans.com where our top movies of 2022 will be debuting very shortly along with other content coming your way. Uh, Until next time, enjoy the movies.